0: What could be more iconic when you come to the state of Vermont than visiting a maple syrup farm? And today we are gonna be visiting with our friends, the Bairds, here at the Baird Maple Syrup Farm near Chittenden, Vermont, in this episode of Travels with Delaney, the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. We are so excited today. My name is Patrick. I'm Patty. And today we have with us I'm gonna let you guys introduce yourselves.
1: Sure. Um, my name is Jenna Baird, and uh, I run a maple syrup business with my family.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and go ahead and introduce your dad.
1: Um, yeah, this is my dad, Bob. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's me. <laughs> so we are so excited to have both yeah. of you join us for a chat today about, we can talk about anything yep. you want. Obviously, we want to talk about the history of the farm and how you got into maple syrup and where it's headed and... Maybe even Vermont in general. Um, But before we get into that discussion, we always like to play a little game we call This or That. And (laughs) since we have guests, Patty's off the hot seat this week. (laughs) So um, this isn't a hard question. I think this will be a simple one for you guys. All right. It's morning time. The pancake's just finished. Are we going lighter or darker on your maple syrup?
1: What about infused maple syrups? Oh, (laughs) this or that or that. It's a new game. Three options. I'd say uh, probably uh, a dark robust.
2: Okay. Dark robust for you. Yeah. Um, I'm not big on infused maple syrups, even though we sell them. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And and we sell a lot of them because a lot of people like them. But I I like my maple syrup pure. Pure. And without you know infusion. okay. So I I like the dark robust
0: too. All so right. Jen and I are in agreement on that. Dark robust. <laughs> there we go. There you go. Uh, I think Patty tends to like the amber. Amber
1: is what I like. It's a
0: little bit yeah. lighter. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but I'm I'm kind of like you. I I like that darker. I think there's a little bit more richness and flavor in it. Yep. So, but
2: I usually don't turn away maple syrup.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Patty calls it liquid gold. That's right. So. Are they liquid
2: gold worthy when that's they right. come to our house? Do they get the Aunt Jemima or do they get the Baird Farm? That's right.
0: Are so, they worthy? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure Jenna will sell you plenty that everybody gets some, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> so we found you guys, um, I think it was in 2017. We were just out driving around, saw your sign, oh, yeah. and found you. And have absolutely loved your maple syrup uh, and your farm okay. ever since. So can you, can you give us a little history of maybe where did all of this start? the farm and and mapleing and well, um, Jenna turned and looked at me,
2: so I guess it's my turn to talk because sure. uh, I've been around here a lot longer than she has. okay, um, uh, it depends how far back you want to go. you know, Native Americans made maple syrup and sure. and they, everybody claims that they made it here in Vermont. But when this valley was settled by people from Massachusetts, uh, most of the people that moved in here farmed, and and they didn't want to buy cane sugar, and it was hard to find, and so there were there were I know of probably a dozen sugar houses that are in this valley that are gone now, but the 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 equipment is still there. And uh, so every farm had a sugar house to make syrup. It was kind of a staple on the farm, and they didn't sell it off the farm. Uh, to give my family history, when my, uh, my grandmother and my grandfather were both born up, up the road, okay. and they made maple syrup on those farms, when they bought this place in 1918, they started making maple syrup here. Wow. And the maple trees, of course, last a long time. We tapped some of the same trees that my grandmother tapped in, in 1918 wow. when they moved wow. here.
0: Not a lot of them, but some right. of them are still alive. Yep. Sure. Yeah. And so that makes Jenna fourth generation? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Wow. Yep. That's cool. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. But I mean, most of the time we.
2: My family's been here. Our primary income was from dairy cows. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Grandmother milked cows, um, and my grandfather too, but he was in the military, so he was gone a lot. But uh, they took the milk from the cows, in the back room of the house here, they made it into butter. And, you know, once or twice a week, they'd go to the city, to Rutland, and sell it door-to-door. Oh, wow. And then eventually, the milk went on a train to Boston- and then when I was milking here, we milked cows here till nineteen ninety six. Um, after I got out of college, I came back to the farm and uh, we our, our milk, you know, uh originally went to Boston, but then we uh joined the Cabot co op the Cabot Cheese, which right. m- most people yeah. it's a nationwide sure. company right. now. Um so we sold to them and we milked here till ninety six. Okay. Yeah.
0: And was part of Cabot during that those later it, years. Near the end, yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: and it's interesting the vacuum system that they used on the for the milking the cows is now was then used for the vacuum that we use on the trees if that makes sense a lot probably people listening i'm not sure if are familiar that we use a vacuum system on the tubing in our woods but right um
0: because not everybody well i guess i've been here so many times i know your system (laughs) so well but uh, maybe there are people that think you're still hanging metal buckets on trees and that's not the case right yeah Yeah. most
1: most people when they come to the farm they think you know they're gonna tour a maple farm most people associate the wooden or the buckets and the horse-drawn sleighs that bring the sure. sap because it's still very much portrayed in right. the movies and right. um right. But yeah, not so much anymore. Uh,
2: yeah, to give an idea about how maple sugaring is modernized, I I, I give this example. My grandmother uh, was kind of in charge of making the syrup here, you know, in the 1920s and 30s, and she had at least one hired man or maybe two that were helping her. They hung like five hundred buckets. They gathered with a team of horses. Uh, if they had a good year, they would make a hundred gallons of syrup. Wow! Um, today, you know, one person running this operation can can make a hundred gallons of syrup in two hours. Oh, wow! And while they spend a whole season, you know, sure. a, a, usually about six-week season to make a hundred gallons. Of course, we make a lot more syrup and we
0: tap a lot more trees today. Right. So about how many gallons then did you do this year? I, I remember Jacob telling us when we were here a couple of weeks ago, and he didn't state it in gallons, I don't think. I think he stated it in fifty five gallon barrels. Is
1: uh, that Yeah, I'm not I don't know how many Again. barrels, but we'd made just shy of seven thousand gallons of syrup. Seven thousand right? It was yeah. like sixty seven hundred and something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. Wow. That's a little bit more than a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a yeah. little bit, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's so much uh uh new technology the industry's changed tremendously in the last 10 or 15 years and it makes us much more
0: efficient both right. in terms of energy and and labor right know? so when did you get rid of the metal bucket yeah. system i assuming i know you had that at one time cuz you're you're still selling the metal buckets but yeah. well, you remember roughly i well
1: i guess that one year when our hired help wanted to tap with buckets i helped a little bit but but that was just kind of a fun thing (laughs) uh
2: when when i got out of uh college and came back and built a sugar house and i was trying and i i I got a deal on buckets so i I bought three thousand of them for 25 (laughs) cents a piece wow Uh, and that year of course he had that many buckets he wanted to try to hang them all and we hung almost all of them and what year was that uh roughly uh around 1973 okay yeah And and so we had three thousand buckets. I had a lot of college friends that would come down and help gather them. But then uh, near the end of the season, when we had the big run, uh, nobody showed up. And of course, we were milking cows. And I think I gathered most of them by myself. And then we had to boil the sap in between milking. And so after that first season, I realized that we needed something a little better. So. Plastic tubing had been around for about ten years, though. Okay. And so we started stringing tubing just to save on the labor from gathering. Okay. Yeah.
0: I didn't know how far back that plastic tubing actually went. Yeah, so I but, didn't realize that went back that. It probably far. goes back to the nineteen sixties. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. And so, do you remember roughly how many trees you said back then? Well, my first year, we
2: I think we I think I hung close to three thousand buckets. Okay. Yeah, but we hung them not. Over in the woods and on the neighbor's place and over the mountain and all along the roadside. and They were scattered all over town. So it was quite a job oh, to, to gather them all.
1: By the time they collected all of them, the one they started with was full again. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind wow. of a never-ending job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But and then just for comparison, how, roughly how many trees did you tap this, this year?
1: year? Um, right around 14,000 trees. Okay. Yeah.
2: But we use a now we use a vacuum system. Um, the, at the university, they've been using vacuum on trees since the 1960s. Okay, and they actually cut the trees down, examine the cells. You know, they haven't been able to document any damage. But what the vacuum does, it gives us more consistent production and higher production, so we can get an um, pr- enough production so we can get an, a re- reliable income. Right, because we back. Before we used vacuum, we had some years where we made very little syrup. It was like a disaster, so we have you know we have a lot of customers now that rely on this buying the syrup and with the vacuum system. even a bad year is a lot more than we used to
0: make, okay, yeah, well, before we get all into the modern day, one question I wanted to ask, and I may be totally off base, but Jenna, I thought the first time we were here, you mentioned that the house that we're setting on right now mm-hmm. on the porch that years ago, was this like a bed and breakfast or an inn?
1: Yeah, so my um, dad probably has more information on it than I do because I wasn't around then. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a bed and breakfast that my great-grandmother ran, and um, my mom actually worked here as well, but it was my dad's family. Okay. Um, and so folks from, like, New York City, Boston, they'd come up and they would spend the whole summers here. Um
2: yeah, we called it a guest house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. and they serve three meals a day, and actually, my wife Bonnie was uh, got a job here when she was probably thirteen years old, um, and <laughs> and and she came back year after year. I always complained because she didn't make any made. Did you make fifteen dollars a week? Oh my got paid gosh. fifteen dollars oh, a week wow. plus tips, which was often a dollar a week for serving twenty-one meals. Oh wow. Um, But I said, don't complain. You own the place
0: now. (laughs) So, yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute. That that was before you were married. But, yeah, if you were that young. So maybe, Bob, that's why she kept coming back, even though the pay wasn't good. Maybe there was a young, handsome man here. Yeah, that was a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how long did that go on? Because that just sounds amazing. Like, I can imagine people coming from the big city, getting away. And you said it wasn't like they were coming for a week. They would literally come up here for the summer. Right? Much, they
2: or, yeah, I mean, there were some that came for the summer. There was one elderly person from New York City called Mr. Reed. And he we always called it. It was Mr. Reed's room. because Oh, wow. Because he he it's was always room. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we slept at maybe a, a dozen people. Okay. Typically, And when, when this house filled up, my grandmother would put, some of the neighbors would agree to rent out rooms oh, wow. and they would come up here for the three meals. But, uh, she did it from the early depression years until the early seventies. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know why that story has always stuck with me when you mentioned that yeah. the first time. And I just thought, I think it's an interesting piece of history in how many of those places still exist. I mean, there's right. some obviously, uh, in fact, one of your neighbors, I say neighbors over the mountain range here, uh, Liberty Hill Farms, oh, sure, um, sure. you know, they still host guests and they're part of the Cabot Creamery yep. co-op, which yep. I thought was interesting. Yeah, Very sim- um, similar to Liberty Hill. Yeah. It actually was. Yeah. yeah. And then at some point, though, the, what would you call it, guest house shut down and now it's your home. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. 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 And
2: it's a big house for two people now that our kids are gone right but uh we'll see what the future brings <laughs> yeah and
1: we might bring it back <laughs> who knows
2: wow
0: that would be awesome
1: yeah, yeah. Be
2: cool. i mean they, they do you know they do uh youtube videos every month and, right and the their april fools video was that yes the, the return of the airbnb yep, here at yep. the beard farm a and, lot
1: of people believe that one i i think it was too real of yep. an idea.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll be honest, when we saw it, I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is awesome. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, wait. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> April
1: 1st. I did yep. have somebody calling me and they were on Airbnb looking for our Yeah, the farm. And they were like, I can't find it. We're coming in July. And (laughs) I was like, oh no, I'm so sorry. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I was like, did you watch till the end of the video? Because the video that we put out kept getting goofier and goofier.
0: (laughs) Well, maybe someday. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, we'll see. So, okay. So now let's, we'll bring it up to more modern. So you were working the farm, you had the dairy cattle doing the maple syrup as well. And then... At some point, you decided what, or how did how did Jenna get involved? <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 get Bob's point on this. One.
2: <laughs>
0: well, uh,
2: we we milked cows till 1996. Okay, uh, we had a small farm. Most we milked was 59 cows. Uh, Bonnie and I went. I think it was seven years without going away overnight. Um, so we were pretty tied to the yeah. business, uh, but we loved what we were doing, and we did well at it. By the time we got in her forties, when Jenna was very young, she remembers the cows in the barn, but just barely probably she was probably five or six when they left yeah i think so um, and and then when we sold the cows, I had a part time job off the farm doing something completely different land land conservation and then um uh we expanded the maple then um into uh w- you know we started doing more marketing and bringing people. Th- people came to the farm to buy syrup on a much bigger scale. And and then Yeah, we raised dairy heifers for for about uh fifteen years after that okay. to to keep the land open and made a little money with that. But then we got out of that and Jenna came back and he can explain why she's here today. Yeah. I mean, we never pushed our kids to farm, you know, right. um, and, and they really didn't do a lot of work here when they were kids, So because I didn't, well, my older daughter, when we tried to get her to do chores in the barn, when she was like eight years old, she said, why should I help you with your occupation when none of my friends help their parents with their occupation? Wow. <laughs> and I said, you better be a lawyer. <laughs> And is that what she is now? No, 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 she's, she's, she's got a a business degree and she works for Square. Oh yeah. The credit card processing company. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, but I, so I don't know, after high school, I had no intention of coming back. I went to college at, um, the University of Vermont and with a major in social work, um, and then after I graduated, Jacob and I did, um, Jacob is my partner who, uh, we've been together for a long time. Um, he and I traveled and lived out in Oregon. We did the woofing program. I don't know if I told you about that before, but it's, um, it stands for worldwide opportunities on organic farms. So okay. it's a great way to travel, um, and farm at the same time. So we worked on a bunch of different farms. They basically provide you with a free place to stay and then you provide, the labor and you they usually give you meals and whatnot. Um, so we did that out in Oregon in California. We worked on a goat farm. Um, we worked on a hops farm and made beer. We worked on a vegetable farm, a couple of vegetable farms. Um, and then, yeah, we settled in Eugene, Oregon for a year because we were like, we kind of should get a job. <laughs> <laughs> and we liked it out there, but we really wanted to come back to Vermont um, and so we ended up making our way back here and we didn't have jobs when we got back. So we were looking for um, work. And my dad, he had a, and mom had a guy working for them that um, wanted to do other things. He was getting older and the work in the woods on the farm is pretty strenuous. Um, and so dad needed some extra hands and Jacob and I started working for them. And yeah, everything kind of fell into place. We started sort of managing the retail business and I, Jacob and I both really enjoyed it. And we thought, oh, we could, we should grow this. And my dad and mom's original retirement plan was to scale it down and get rid of it. And we kind of had the opposite vision. So we kind of threw them for a loop. Um, (laughs) But it's worked out very well. And uh, Jacob and I, we both had jobs off the farm when we came back. Um, and now we're both full time here, and having to hire folks to help us. So, um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. What a cool story.
2: Yeah, I, I think that the nice thing about it is, I think the farm financially is probably doing better than it ever has in the history of the farm. Wow. Which, which uh, small family farms, you know, are tough to keep going. Right. Um, so we feel fortunate that uh, Jenna showed an interest, and and that Jenna and Jacob have been.
0: Working hard and enjoy. I guess she's enjoyed it because she's still here. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
2: it's
1: a good sign. (laughs) That's good. Yeah.
0: I remember one of the things I remember was when we came here. I think it was like October 2017, and you you were showing us around. And I remember one of the first things you said was you were showing us your bottles. Mm -hmm. And you said, "Well, we have designed. I think you had just recently done that. At least that's Uh, the way it came across that that we come up with this logo. And you said we're trying to modernize maple syrup, and that was And we hadn't really thought about it until you said it, but we got thinking about all the other places we'd been in Vermont that sold maple syrup. And they were using like a standard maple syrup container, bottle, whatever. And then it just says Vermont maple syrup. And then they put like a little, almost like a return label at the bottom. (laughs) And you were, you said, we need to modernize this industry. You said something along that lines. And as somebody who teaches marketing, I was like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. And I don't remember if it was that trip or a future trip when you came out with the glass bottles yeah. with the wax that was kind of indicative of bourbon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is brilliant because bourbon is trending right now. And you're taking a, a product that probably younger people, you know, again, they think of syrup as something you buy in the grocery store that's just, I don't know what it, its it's got a lot of artificial stuff All in right. it. And you're turning it into something very trendy. Yeah. And that's when i think I think that was one of the reasons why I think if we go back and watch that early mm-hmm. video i I make some comment I'm like this is this is pretty impressive and <laughs> <Thank> um <you. laughs> and then we've watched you just kind of continue to grow the business, all of you as a family and what it's becoming and i mean it's it's absolutely amazing, I think I mean yeah. to me you're kind of like trend setters right now with maple syrup i mean we're start as we traveled around the state we're still seeing a lot of those old generic bottles. Yeah. Um. And it's like, but we're slowly starting to see a few unique bottles that were like somebody else is probably looking at you guys going, "Wait a minute, what are they doing? Maybe we need to catch up."
1: Right. So, I
0: mean, that's got to make you feel pretty good.
1: Yeah. Knowing that you're
0: a trendsetter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. that. I
1: haven't, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think. Um. I mean, part of the reason we really wanted something our label to stand out and have our name on it. Right where those little labels are usually on the back side of the jug. Um, and so we, um, and we wanted to have designed a new logo. Um, and so we worked with a, a company in Burlington to cut, and mom helped me too. like, came up with some ideas um, and pitched it at them. I really wanted to have, like we were talking about earlier, the old school, like the buckets and the horse drawn sleighs, like that's still on a lot of jugs. Yes. So, um, and that's not really how most people are making syrup. So I really wanted to show, like, the modern aspect of it. So we have, if you look close on our jugs, there's blue tubing lines that run through. It's an aerial view of the trees, and then you can see the blue tubing r- lines running through the woods. Sometimes people are like, are those laser beams? <laughs> 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 um, but it also acts as, like, a really great ed- educational piece where you can be like, you know, tell them how modernized it is now. Right. Um, yeah.
0: But you've also done some other things besides just like the marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier you mentioned infused mm-hmm. maple syrup. Do you want to explain to everybody what you mean by that?
1: Sure, yeah. So we make three um, different infused maple syrups. We make a wild mint infused, a wild birch bark infused, and a wild spruce tip infused syrup. So I w- I'm not going to take credit for infused syrups. There's, right. It's been, a lot of people are doing it. I would say that our kind of twist on it is that we're using things that we can wild harvest from the farm here. Um, a lot of infused syrups, there's a lot of like cinnamon infused, bourbon barrel aged, um, hibiscus infused, ginger infused. Um, but we're kind of doing our own spin on it and using things that are coming directly from the farm and it kind of gives you a sense of place. Um, yeah. Yeah. And our tagline we came up with is eat pure, stay wild. Um, Yeah, because they're all wild maple trees too. So we're not planting any of them, and that's something a lot of people don't know. We a lot of folks that come here ask us where our trees are because they kind of envision like a row crop of maple trees. Right, Um, but it's literally just the forest out there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I actually bought the uh, spruce tip. Yes, yes, yes. And followed your yep. recipe card for oh, the yep. uh, Old Fashioned. Yep. Fashion. And it was yep. outstanding.
1: Good. <laughs> so,
0: which is another thing that we've noticed that I don't believe, I know you didn't have in 2017. No. yeah, the recipe But cards. all of your recipes, mm-hmm. you found ways for people, besides just putting syrup on pancakes. Yeah, I
1: think it's important to stress that maple syrup is not just for breakfast food. So, um We've worked with a guy in our in Rutland, which is a town uh, south of us, who does food photography and recipe development, because my food photos are pretty bad. <laughs> um, but I was like, can you help us with this? So he's um, done the development of all the recipes, and it's a great way to kind of get people, when they come into the store, when we talk about, especially the infused syrups, people are like, well, what would I use this for? Right. And then you can be like, well, here's the recipe for you. And it, if they're gifting it, it makes a nice gift to put the recipes in with it. Right. Yeah.
0: Now, Bob, I'm going to ask you this, because you've probably seen this change over the years. How maple syrups are graded, is that the proper term, meaning from light to dark? I believe that's changed quite a few times. Well, you know, I mean,
2: the grades themselves, the different grades are, have new names. Okay. But they're still, the the grades, you know, the, right. the basic grades are the same. But yeah, the, the the reason it was, the grades have been standardized now. Okay, So- uh like dark robust in Vermont is the same as dark robust in New York is the gotcha. same as dark oh, robust okay. same as dark dark robust in Quebec okay okay prior to that until that change was made you know in the same grade was called grade B in Vermont it was called it was called you know extra dark in Canada they all had different names sure. so if you're trying to sell maple syrup to somebody in in France and trying to explain the different grades, and the, you know, depending on what state you were from and what province, you, now it's all been standardized. So that was a big, big change. Okay. Um, and, and 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 in the old days, the lightest syrup was called in Vermont, it was called fancy. Um, and a lot of the old timers didn't want to give up the word fancy, but uh, you know, some of them were even. You know, they said even if I go to jail, I'm still going to call my syrup fancy. Right, but, but, <laughs> but, but, but you know, fancy makes it sounds like it's the best. Right, right. right. And and grade B, which is the dark robust, sounded right. like like you would
1: like it was. Yeah.
2: yeah, you wouldn't buy grade B meat. Right, but so Jacob
1: always says it's like what I got in math class. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so standardizing the grades and making and and the descriptions now. You know, dark kind of tells the color, robust right. kind of gives an indication of the flavor. Well, grade B
0: or fancy really doesn't tell right. what you're getting.
2: Sure.
0: And yeah. I remember one of, the, one of the first trips right. we ever came to Vermont, and yeah. that was that was before we came here. So this was, might have been in, I don't know, 2014 or something. Something like that. We, the first time we went to a uh, syruping place we were standing there going like is this seconds cuz it said like grade b yes. and
2: yeah. then
0: luckily somebody came up and said no it has nothing to do with the quality it has to do but as somebody who didn't knew nothing yeah, knew about nothing. maple syrup yeah. it was very confusing oh mm-hmm. it was yeah it was grade a grade b grade c even right <laughs> yeah i yeah. i remember that cuz we were totally perplexed well, i popular. remember
2: like, fancy It had the fancy yeah cuz we are
0: like fancy what you know like so okay well, yeah. I knew you would. I knew you probably had lived through some changes on that. And, yeah, and,
2: uh, and, and a lot of surplus soldiers' gifts, you know. So if you bought fancy, it sounded like you're giving them the best. If you got bought grade B, it sounded like
0: yeah. you're giving them something cheap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, oh but not gosh. anymore. Nope. <laughs> we now, st- your, you bottle right here, and mm-hmm. I did ask Jacob a couple weeks ago we're here. I'm like, how are you bottle, and he's like, the same machine, which cracks me up because. <laughs> um cuz you're bottling a lot of maple syrup.
1: Yes. But you lot. still
0: use that old two yep. had four bottles at one time as your two max Two
1: bo- two bottles two at bottles. one time oh, yeah. We're thinking about upgrading to four. <laughs>
0: yeah. I just shook my head when he said that. He's like, "I know." Yeah, um, it's a
1: pretty tedious job. Yeah. Um it's hot in there in the summer when we do it cuz we try to keep the door closed and we have to reheat the syrup. Um but yeah,
0: it's But a... not all of your syrup is bottled here, correct?
1: Um so all of the syrup that we retail, retail is, is bottled, bottled right. here. Um we retail probably 70% ish of our crop. Um and then bulk sell in drums, the okay. other 30%. Yeah.
0: And then that some of that actually comes back as other products. Um like um, like your ketchup? No, the no. ketchup
1: is with our definitely right. with our syrup so yeah that yes. that is yeah um the you like make we, the ketchup yeah yeah we make the ketchup oh, you
0: do the ketchup Yep. oh
1: um, i didn't
0: know that okay there's
1: other products though like the uh, maple butter and the maple candies we buy from the people we sell in bulk to. okay that said the chances that our syrup is in there is probably pretty slim okay. they go through a lot of Lot maple. of maple syrup yeah. to make
0: it, so your your syrup somewhere in the world in candy or maple butter, but not necessarily the stuff in the store,
1: right? But yeah. you
0: make the ketchup. I never knew that. We do make the okay. ketchup.
1: Yep, That's very good. As I just yeah. say, Patty. I love the ketchup. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, we came up with that cuz we were looking at condiments. There's a lot of maple uh, mustards, maple barbecue sauces, sure. maple hot sauces, but we'd never seen a maple ketchup and it was kind of like a no-brainer cuz there's a lot of sugar in ketchup. So we just we make it from scratch, but we use a uh, maple syrup instead of high fructose corn syrup so it's a little bit of a healthier. Okay. option. Very good. Yeah. It lots good. of
0: lots of things in your retail shop. But if people can't come to Vermont, you
1: ship. We do ship. We ship all over the U.S., yep.
0: And it makes a great gift?
1: Yep, yeah. We send a lot of maple around the holidays. So really, November, December is a very busy time for us with the retail business.
0: And and yep. so if they want to find it online, you want to tell us Where the website? Go.
1: Sure. Um, It's just www.bairdfarm.com.
0: B-A-I-R-D.
1: B A I R D. Yeah. It. And we're on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Facebook and Instagram too.
1: <laughs> Lots of fun videos. <laughs> oh, yes. <yeah. laughs>
0: and one of our favorites every year is the giant pumpkin. pumpkin. Yep. How did that all start?
1: Oh, I went to a fair in Rutland and met a guy that grew a very large pumpkin. And I was just kind of curious to maybe try it myself. And he gave me a seed. Okay. Um, and I grew a hundred and thirty pound pumpkin from my for my first one. Yeah. Dad grew a giant pumpkin when he was in college, which was right around the same weight. And there was a photo of him, kind of hugging the giant pumpkin. <laughs> and that's always kind of been I don't know an inspiration to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now I grow one every year. And my largest was nine hundred and ninety two pounds. Oh my wow. gosh! Um, I've got a plant in the garden now with a many many. Pumpkin, it hasn't the flower on it hasn't even opened, but um, my goal is a thousand pounds, so we'll wow. see wow. where it brings me.
0: <laughs> and do you use the same seeds over every year? Like it comes off of?
1: I or? don't. So okay. there's um, there's association in Vermont called the Vermont Giant Pumpkin Growers Association that I'm a member <laughs> of. Wow, yeah. there's something I
0: didn't know. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: if you're not from Vermont, you can still be a member. Wow. um and it's a great way to get good seeds. So people that are members, they do like a seed swap every year. Okay. Um, and so you get a pack, if you're a member, you get a packet of all these seeds and there's growers, the state record is over 2000 pounds. Oh my god So you can get better seeds than the one that I'm growing. Okay. So I don't usually use my seeds, but, um, okay. yeah.
0: Wow. Didn't know that. <laughs> and if I remember right, there was one year where your pumpkin
1: Got didn't,
0: didn't, <laughs> yeah, it didn't really grow. Right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. What happened, dad? <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, well, it wasn't a very big
2: pumpkin, right? How much no. do you think it weighed, Jenna? Not much. Be honest. I I
1: I kind of had given up growing it. It was okay. a part. It was a tough season and it just it wasn't going to amount to much. So I just kind of let it go, but it was maybe
2: 100?
1: No, I uh, don't even 50? that. Uh maybe maybe 40 maybe. Okay, I don't know. Right.
2: So I was out in the field uh <laughs> doing something I think for you, trying to help you. <laughs> Throw
1: it back and, at me. And when I
2: when I when I drove back to the barn, I had the bucket on the tractor the pumpkin was smaller than the bucket so I just didn't didn't see the pumpkin and uh Fish. drove over it but <laughs> didn't even know I drove over it till I got a text from Jenna <laughs> like like 10 minutes later Well
1: we do I w- I didn't really care that much I just gave him a hard time but we right. do a guess the weight of the giant pumpkin contest every year yeah, and right. people can enter and they'll win free maple prizes and mm-hmm. goodies and so I I had had that pumpkin, and I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to do the guess the weight contest, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do a guess the weight with this one in, in like, grams or something, and see if people <laughs> could guess it, but uh, that didn't happen. Didn't.
0: <laughs> no, in fact, I think, didn't somebody donate one that yes. year? Yep, I have a so good he, friend,
1: Ethan, who donated uh, up, his up. giant. It was, that one, it might have been over a thousand pounds. No, I don't know. It was somewhere around yeah. there, but yeah, it's a, it's a big gift in terms of the size, but also right. just like the generosity. Cause you know, you put so much love and energy into yeah. it. So I was very grateful to Ethan. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. One of my neighbors grew a pumpkin that was like a hundred, maybe a hundred pounds and he gave me his too. <laughs> they oh, all felt awesome. bad Aww. for me.
0: <laughs> well, we always look forward yes. every year to put our guests out uh-huh. there. We're never close, no. but, um, <laughs> But yeah, it's, I think that's a great thing that you do, and, yeah. and well, I think people you. have fun with that fun. on social yeah. media. Yeah. So
1: yeah, we try to do fun things here, keep yeah. ourselves entertained, and everybody yeah. else too.
0: So, is there anything else you want people to know about maple syrup, the farm, or Vermont? Tell them about the pie contest. Though. Ooh, oh, the pie! Yeah, contest. I don't
1: know when this is coming out, but we're doing a. We do a lot of events here. We have the um, Great North American Maple Pie Contest on on the farm. Really, um, the second annual. <laughs> <laughs> last year was our first annual. Okay, um, it's part of Vermont Open Farm Week, and okay. um, it's on August sixth. And we're um, people can submit pies to be judged, but we'll also have pies for sale and ice cream and pie throwing. Oh, and wow. uh, yeah, it's a good time, and it's a uh, fundraiser for the Vermont Farmer Food Center in Rutland.
2: Oh, nice! Yeah. Yep. And and you had a couple hundred people here last year, right?
1: Yep, and yeah. then. Uh, um, one of the biggest events that we do, and this is, if, if people aren't local, this is right. an event that a lot of people travel for, is the statewide um, Maple Open House Weekend, which is in the month of March. Okay. Usually it's, well, now they're doing two weekends, so it's usually the last weekend in March and the first weekend in April. Okay. Um, And so sugar houses across the state open up for the public. Each one does things a little bit different. Um, but they've opened up their doors, people can come in and see the process. Um at our firm, we usually do free waffles all day. We have um tours all day, tastings. We had a maple beer last year and the year before. Um, tree tapping. Tree tapping. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, we had the Vermont um uh, Secretary of Agriculture here. Yeah. So it was it's it's a ours is a pretty big event. There's smaller ones too, and there's right. also other big ones. But it's a great way to just have fun and experience Maple in Vermont.
2: Yeah, they figured they had a thousand people that weekend. No kidding, yeah. that's awesome. Where do you park them all? Yeah, well, <laughs> in, in, including the state police showed up at the end of the weekend because oh. because one of the neighbors said the road was blocked. We actually oh, shoot. we had cars parked from here all the way down about a half a mile down the road. Oh my gosh! Uh, and so many people people came and they saw all the cars sure. and said it's too crowded. I'm turning around, so they all turned around and and I. And I think people thought the road was blocked, Oh, <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't. We
1: had parking attendants and it, you know, it, it it does get crowded, but on a nice day, the Sugar House, we have a nice flow so people can come Home. in and, and if, if it's nice out, we have a lot of outdoor things going on. Sure. So it kind of spreads people out. And of course it's a, over the course of a couple of days. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We had maple, people were making maple ice cream this wow. past year. Yeah, we were planting a little maple tree. I know. I guess, Maybe yeah, that should, should be a spring back. break <laughs> trip. That should be a spring break trip. Yeah. We had
2: Bigfoot for the tree tapping. Oh, uh, oh wow. One <laughs> year we had Miss, Miss, Miss Vermont, Vermont came for the oh, tree cool. tapping. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, but if, if folks do come, I encourage people to go on the sugar, Vermont Sugar Makers Association website. Okay. Because you can download a map of all the participating sugar houses, and you can kind of create your own maple trail. Sure. Um,
0: Yeah, I I personally would recommend they come here last because if you come here and try the maple syrup, you You won't want to go anywhere else.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And if you wait
0: and come here last, you'll know. You'll know. So, (laughs) So (laughs) you know, and I think that's one of the things. And we we probably don't have time to get into all of this, but I think people don't realize the difference. Like maple syrup is not maple syrup, meaning what yours tastes like is not going to be like what it tastes like up in uh Mount Pillar or another part of the state that each region depending on where you're located and and, and things like that. Yeah. Um and, and so yours to date for us is still the best. Um well thank we'll, you. We yeah. love
2: it.
0: <laughs> a couple weeks ago we had my aunt and uncle yes. out here. They have had yours because that was their Christmas gift a couple years ago.
2: They love it. Yeah. And so
0: before we arrived that morning we stopped at a restaurant where they were serving um maple syrup. syrup yep. And we won't name names.
1: Nope. <laughs> but my aunt
0: literally as she's eating it goes well this isn't what we had this this isn't it and i said no this isn't it and then when we got here she wanted to sample and jacob and she goes literally she lit up as she she's like
2: this is, this is,
0: it. is it you know <laughs> and and like, I mean, I said, uh-huh. you know, and she's like, I never, and she didn't even realize that. She goes, I just thought they all tasted the same. Well, they were and, so excited.
2: Uh, they sent you pictures to share with Jenna and yeah, Bob about- Yeah, I showed
0: Jenna the picture yeah. of yeah. your yeah. bottle in Texas yeah. on the dinner, the yeah. breakfast yeah. table. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's something people, it's good for people to know that, but I, I will- say to the end this is the best Best. that we've ever had so (laughs)
1: well thank you (laughs) appreciate
0: that well we appreciate you guys number one taking time out of your day to sit down and talk with us about this and also for hosting us here today anytime and um uh the last thing, Patty, we have to do is we have to thank we our producer thank and friend Jim.
2: Thank you, Jim. Jim will
0: make us all sound really yes. good. Oh, good. He's our guy. Unfortunately, <laughs> he hasn't figured out how to make the video version make us look better. Yeah, he's
1: working on Jim. Make me. He's look working good. on that. Well, thanks, Jim. Yeah,
0: thanks, <laughs> Jim. So, so, Jim, thank you for all that you do, and thank you to everyone who has listened today. Yes, we thank hope you you've so enjoyed much. this, and if you do get up here into Vermont, please you can come here. Um, Come here, check it out, buy some maple syrup, and if you can't make it to Vermont, go online to
1: Baird Farm Baird no Farm S, No S, S dot yeah. com.
0: I'll put the link down below in the show notes for you. And uh, and if you have questions, I'm sure you can call here, and Jenna, Jacob, Bob, Bonnie, whoever's answering the phone, will answer yeah, your is. questions, and they will yeah. get they will get some of this liquid gold shipped out oh, to you. Oh, liquid gold! That's a so. good way to put it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Until next time, we'll see you. <laughs>
1: Goodbye. Bye-bye. Travels with Laney, We'll see you on down the road